Good evening, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Blue Jay Beat postgame podcast. Uh, this is Matt Marinas from Light and Blue Review coming at you after Creighton's wild, wild 85-81 win over Seton Hall coming back from 16 down. Tonight, to help me break this one down, is my partner in crime. Normally coming at you on Sundays, but we decided to give you a little midweek flair, uh, Jordan Scurry. And uh, when I asked him to do this yesterday, I was like, hey, let's just jump on midweek and give the folks some analysis. I was like praying we'd get a game like this. So I know Jordan's going to be in his bag tonight for sure. We got it. We got it. Yo, just tell me, just tell me what, like, because I know you still kind of live that. Big East road action. We (laughs) got it tonight. Yo, that was. I know you still kind of live that vibe as like a former, like, player hype man like it's, the juices of are still course. flowing inside of you oh, of course like what 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 how tell me what level you got to watching that thing down the stretch like how high did you get uh that one that one, that no that one was awesome only because like you know and i text i was texting you towards the end because i was like yo they're gonna pull this one off like and it's just so fun and i'm making the jokes now on twitter i'm messing with people about oh it was just making it entertaining like getting down 16 but it was just, honestly, like you could see they were, they were fighting the whole time and whether it was they were hitting shots or not. I was like, yeah, like there's going to be a stretch in this game that like they've, they, they just didn't find it until a certain point in the second half, like find how everything was just going to start working together and clicking mm-hmm. offensively. And so once it got to that, I was like, yeah, that's when I missed it. That's when I missed it. Like that. We talked about it. It's just like the runs. Basketball is a game of runs. It is. Yeah. Creighton is where it is. The runs are some of the runs are the most fun. And so to like be a part of that, like that run they put together to like just close out that game with Marcus and Mitch and back to back threes. Like, come on, man. That's 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 best. That's what you live for. I know. I don't that's know. If, that, I don't know if it wasn't uh, like a thing fun. where. I don't know if it wasn't a thing where I was like, yeah, Creighton's down big and it feels like Seton Hall's playing well or anything, but I've just, I'm just going off of like watching you guys practice so much where the, it the, never felt like, one, it never felt yeah, like, yeah, but the ones Seton sometimes, one don't have it sometimes, right? And you guys put it on them and it's yeah. like, and you guys are hyped, you're getting your own energy going, yeah. you're talking trash. Yeah. Um, and then Max, like, hey, you're going to let you let these dudes punk you the whole practice or what's going to happen here? Yep. And like yep. you guys train that way. So like the yep. a game getting out of hand for like five yep. ten minutes or whatever, that's that or even a like, half, even a yeah. half. It just doesn't feel like that's enough to kill Creighton because like they just no. trained to play. Not this team either. Not this team either. Especially because this is such an experienced team. Mm-hmm. This team is not the team to especially after a bad half being down ten. They were only down ten and a half, right? Like the big like the was it Marcus hit that crazy weird three at the end of the half and yeah right like, before the buzzer okay, yep. only down 10 yeah only down 10 but realist and then like like i think the the thing with this game and i think a lot of people who a lot of real cream fans will relate is it's like you never felt like seton hall in this game was in command mm. I don't know. Did you? I thought even yeah, up 16, there were did you? stretches. There were stretches where I did felt you? like they, well, really? here's, the, here's the thing like going into uh, yeah, going into I really did. Going into uh the first matchup all the way back January 6th or whatever. I felt like this was going to be the toughest team for Creighton to guard this year. 
Because I know Villanova is the really? best. Like, Villanova is the best team they'll play probably. But, like, yeah. Kale can give you 30. Mamu can give you 30. Roden can give you 30. Bryce Aiken yeah. can give you 30. Like, that's hard to deal with uh, when you've got – Bryce Aiken can't give – I don't think Bryce Aiken can give crazy. I mean, he almost gave him 30 tonight. <laughs> he, got, he, got, he got super hot. Um, like, just, when he those guys – yeah, I hear you. Yeah, okay, let me, right, let, me just, right. let me just finish why I think I think they're the best, yeah, I think they're right. the toughest team to guard because they have so many weapons that are just like tough matchups, right? They're not. It's not like if okay. like a Providence where they have a Watson who can just dominate down low. Gotcha. Like it's gotcha. like they have they have guys who can get their own bucket, a lot of them. So gotcha. it's tough to guard if you get them heated up because it doesn't really matter what you do in terms of a scheme or you know extra effort defensively. Like they they can just give you a bucket. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. So that's kind of why I felt like. All right, if Seton Hall heats up, it's going to be pretty – it might be tough for Creighton to keep up because if – especially in their own building, you know what I mean? They'll just get the, – and then mm-hmm. they're, they're pissed off from the first game. I, which I thought that at the beginning. Like, I thought that at the beginning. Yeah, so uh, when I started to flip it, actually, was when Seton Hall – it was after Seton Hall built like a – I think they were up 16, and it was maybe just under – got to the under 12 mark or whatever. Um, I yeah. felt like Seton Hall had two casual possessions in a row. And I was just thinking, I'm like, I know how helter-skelter Seton Hall can be, and I know how you don't want to leave Creighton that much time with a not 20-point lead, essentially. You know what I'm saying? Like, 16 can disappear in a hurry against Creighton. Like, that's two minutes right there. So, I think there was was a point at the under 12 where where I think Bryce Aiken had just hit a shot, but the next two possessions were a little bit lackadaisical. Like, they were just, like, going Mm -hmm. through the motions. I think Creighton, that was the first time Creighton threw the zone out there, and it it just slowed their rhythm enough. And I'm like, yeah. hey, look, if uh, if Seton Hall, like, goes through a lull here where they're just like, yeah, we're good. We can, we can just jack up a couple. They don't have to be great shots, and we're feeling good. We can, we can, we can steady the ship if it gets crazy. I'm just like, that might get where it gets out of control. Um, it's actually funny. My internet went out, so I missed, like, the first wave of the comeback. And then Hulu reset the game, so it had to go all the way back to the beginning. So I missed the second oh, wave. So by the time I tapped back in, it was a three-point game again. I'm just like, well, uh, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I, I don't know how it happened, but I thought I saw the start of it where Seton Hall kind of like got a little casual and and Creighton stayed sharp. So did you notice that at it all? Does. Like at the under 12, were you like, hey, Seton Hall seems like they're taking the foot off the gas a little bit, easing up a bit, and Creighton still kind of yeah. seems hungry. I think the only the, the two points when I was like, the only two points where I was like, okay, Seton Hall made me nervous even a little bit was mm-hmm. just at the beginning of the game when they came out and it was like they got up early and I was like okay this is not good because like you have to I just remember my times when we were at Seton Hall we were like okay if we don't come out strong here it's going to be a we don't want to be playing an uphill battle here for the rest of the game because we're not going to win in like uh we had what was it my I think it was junior year it was our first game at uh, in uh, Jersey of conference play. Oh, was that where and, was that where you guys fouled out Delgado and they lost? And still yeah, lost? yeah, I remember that. Yeah, uh-huh. so that game, and I, I just I just remember that, and it was because we dug ourselves into that hole. Like we we came out flat, and we were like, ah, now we're fighting an uphill battle. This team, like, came, like tonight, they came out there and were like not eat, like they were kind of like us that in that way but mm-hmm. they could fight that uphill but they had enough and they had like the the i don't know at least 
what I thought was like with Mitch, DJ, Denzel, like they had enough experienced guys and Marcus obviously at the helm of it all. Like they had enough guys to just be like, you know what, like we can get this done. If we, we're not going to do this in like a big outburst and like right in the beginning of the second half or whatever, but they're like, we're going to just like chop this piece by piece. And that's what I was like. They were just waiting. Game runs, man. They're <laughs> waiting for that like run to hit in and they just – and like you know, like we always are like in games, like grinding out games like this, it's just like give yourself a chance mm. at the end of these games, give yourself a chance. And then they gave themselves a chance, and it's like with the, when you give yourself a chance with this lineup, with this the, like this type of experience, they're gonna good things are gonna happen mm. more more often than not. Yeah, I think your first game was actually so I, that's that maybe that's why I wasn't yeah. as I guess. Like I get what you're saying. Like when they when they got hot too, I guess in the second half, like it what was that? Like there's probably twelve minutes left to go. Right? That's kind of when I half. To, yeah. 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 Like when you like so that was when, when Bryce was it going. It was like, off, okay. Because he was starting it was like going. Bryce, and I was like, okay, if start, <clears throat> yeah, if if everyone starts hitting right now, like it could be bad. But I don't I don't know. No one for at that point, I just was also like, and maybe I'm just being bias weird but yeah i know who's gonna gonna kill me at that point in the game like mom was mom can shoot like no disrespect mom can shoot kale can they they all can do it but they're not like streak creighton has more guys that are streaky than seton hall seton hall has guys that'll like silently kill you throughout the course of the game like Mm -hmm. you look up and you're like oh shit miles kale has what 21 now like or, or whatever or oh Bryce Aiken got hot. Like, he has what now? But it's like, no, when you realize Mitch had, like, was double figures, you're like, oh, it's because he put it on in the last a couple minutes and he had a spurt. That's the thing that's fun, I think, man, about creating offense. It's in spurts. And it's so fun. They're pretty absurd. Tonight, they just, yeah. Like, I just, I, and yeah, that's there how was you like... come back. But that's how you come back. And that's how I'm like, you can never rule a team that can shoot like Creighton out of anything 16 20 shit 30 even like that's what's super crazy about it like creighton shot 10 of 15 from three in the first half and they were (laughs) they were down they were down 10 see i know the conventional wisdom is like creighton shot out of their minds and they're Mm -hmm. down 10 so they should probably feel like they're lucky to be only be down Mm -hmm. 10 and i i don't think that thought process is wrong however 10 of 15 and a half for Creighton isn't really out of their minds. They're capable of that. So like, and I'm curious, you have to expect um, that they're going to heat up again. And the fact that it went like Creighton's 10 of 15 in the first half, then they come out in the second half. And I think they missed their first 10 threes. You were kind of feeling like, all right, they've normalized a bit here, but there's another, there's another like the ebb and flow. There's too much time left in this game for them to go ice cold the rest of the way. And the way the game was being played, like Seton Hall wasn't defending great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were defending really well at the rim, I thought, actually. But they weren't defending the perimeter all that well. They were letting guys – I mean, DJ no. had open looks. Denzel had open looks. 18 assists. Yeah, like assists. that. They were not They were not defending the perimeter well at all. So you're like, yeah. all right, Creighton's missed 10 straight after starting super hot. But she, yeah. Seton Hall is kind of playing with fire here if they don't control this game a little bit better. And that's what it felt like. I felt like Seton Hall got up big. They extended that halftime lead. Mm-hmm. But it didn't feel like they put Creighton away at any stretch. It didn't feel like there was no. like any. That's what I'm saying. It didn't feel like there was ever a no shot point. or a moment where it was like, all right, we no just killed point. you. Now you're gonna fold. No the point. Away. Yeah. No point. There was no point. And I think I don't know. Maybe we're even playing up 
16 points too much, honestly. Well, with that much time, eight shots. Our, yeah, yeah, it's eight shots. Eight. So, it's no, like five, it's like it's five shots for Creighton. I mean, seriously, five shots for Creighton. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. So, like, honestly, we might be just playing up 16 points. It's like mm-hmm. not as like as an attainable like comeback deficit for such good of a team. Like mm-hmm. maybe we're downplaying how good they are. That's what I mean. Like I they come, the comeback was wild, but it didn't feel that wild because it felt like no, it didn't feel. It, it like didn't feel that too wild. Much time left, it didn't. Right? It didn't feel that wild until two minutes left to go in the game. Yeah, like I didn't get hype. I didn't start yelling at my TV until two <laughs> minutes left in the game. What was the first thing no, you I yelled swear. at your TV? What was the first play? Where you, was it Marcus's? Well, Mar- uh, go ahead. Yeah, Marcus's three. Marcus's Dude, you know what three. I love about that play is like they. God bless the FS1 cameras because anything. Like if I has, tweet some shit. Dude, you know if I tweet something, it's probably I'm probably screaming at my TV. Okay, like so if I like <laughs> take a picture and I tweet it, it's because I'm like that hype. Like, yeah, you know how hype I have to get. To, yeah, come on. Your blood's like going crazy, and you're just like trying to fire off a, yeah. like a normal uh, all caps. But like hyped. Marcus stepped into that three and he hit it over Reynolds, and it gave him the lead. And I think Seton Hall caught a timeout uh, after that. There was a stoppage of some kind. And the camera yeah. goes right to Marcus on the bench, and he's got those like psycho eyes going, and you're just like, "Yeah, Uh-oh. did you see like, my pick? You didn't yeah. see my pick? Yeah, that, you took yeah. the pick of it. Yeah, yeah. I was just yeah, like, when, no, I, when I saw that, I was like, all right, this is an L for Seton Hall. Sure. They just don't know it yet. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he has. Because that look in his eyes, it's ball game. Like it doesn't even matter. Because I was so. like, I honestly was like, I don't want to. You know me, and you know me even from this past Sunday with my Tom Brady shit. I was like. I don't want to tweet this out right now and jinx it, uh-huh. but I seen the look in Marcus's eyes. I was like, "That's oh, what I'm easy. saying, dude. You can't easy. mess with greats like that. Like, it's like you. Oh, you know, psycho. You Tom can't jinx. You can't we, jinx greats when they get the look in your eyes. You're like, okay, psycho you know what? Yeah, we could we could psycho Marcus like psycho Marcus like it's over. Oh, for sure. I yeah, him, I saw it started in it started in Las Vegas when he snapped on uh texas tech that's when it started that's when it started the psycho market started like no psycho market. yeah but i mean just think think about the think about the mentality he has to have to take that shot because you're down yeah. one and you're like you're just thinking i knew he was get, taking it though. you're Did like you get not? a great you're like get a great this is a huge possession you. i was like get a I great shot like, here and he literally yeah. comes down off that little like it was kind of like a little lazy transition barely, ball screen right? barely anything yeah barely anything. and he just pulls up straight in this dude's eye yeah and it's like that's and a killer. Like, saw, that is a stone hey, cold hey, killer. Yep, killer. Yep. Like you, that's a that different gear. You know, and, what I'm and saying? for Mitch to pull up after mm-hmm. off of, and he's really been. This is I'm getting hyped, but let me like. That's why. That's why I'm glad real. you were on. I was like, we're gonna get Sorry. Jordan. We're gonna get let Jordan me, screaming yeah, here. I was. I'm. I'm very. I was very hyped. I'm just impressed you have a shirt on. I was expecting all kinds of craziness, me like chugging beers and stuff. Like, yeah, I should have shotgun one to start the episode, but. No, to be real, the cool, like, I, I even, like, reached out to Mitch, man. Like, it was so, like, we've talked about it a lot, even on our pod. Like, he's been, he's shown such, like, maturity in his game. Like, one of the things that's hard is, as a shooter, like, to be able to be effective, even when you're going through your ebbs and flows, like, your ups and downs, your shooting slumps and whatnot. And, like, to now, like, Tonight he had a great night, obviously shooting the basketball. Um, but to see him like late in that game be able to come off like he's been super, super effective with the Housers, man. Like the slip screens that they've been doing, and for him to like come through with a big play on the road, uh, 
as hard as he's been playing and as much as he's just been sticking to his grounds of like, I'm going to just keep being me. And it's just like, is always going to work in my, like, no matter if the, it's that show it or not. I was like, man, I'm happy. I, it just makes me happy to see him have games like it tonight. Like, mm-hmm. cause he, he busts his ass. We all know he busts his ass. So tonight was a, it's, tonight it's, was it's his awesome career. To see it just like work out, I guess in the stat sheet and in the win column. Yeah. Cause I know that's what he cares about. Tonight was his career high for field goal attempts. He's never shot that many before. Yeah. Like he was getting them up today. Oh, but I yeah, think no, I was man, like, bro, like you deserve it. Why? Like, he's this is his a year. He should by this year get his most. He should have a game where he has his most shot attempts. This well, year, I think right? it's. I mean, I think year, it's right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but I think it's crazy. He deserves a game to get some off. Like, yeah. I think what's crazy is like he'll look at that Marquette game and go, Yeah, that's the game where he that's the game, that's the one game this season where he really went off. Mm-hmm. And the thing you mentioned it, what's gonna stick with him from that is they lost. So he so now like there's just like some kind of correlation in his mind where he's like, True, it doesn't matter if I'm true running around like just like with a magnet to the ball and trying to get up as many as I got to yeah. get up. Yeah, well, I, I mean, about I is all I wanted to say, man. But like, I thought yeah. tonight he just was able to. The way he manipulates a defender is high level mm-hmm. stuff, and I thought very, he was really he was making a strong effort to, you know, get guys going left when he's faking left and going right, or you know, just like off where he's coming to the ball and you think you need to jump him a little yeah. bit to try to cut off his route. I mean, that's what happened with the last one with the go ahead with the game winner. Essentially, was. You know, Marcus yeah. is coming down and uh, Christian's setting that, that like kind of that secondary break pick yep. at the top of the yep. key. Yep. Yep. Marcus uses it and Kale sees Mitch coming to the ball and he kind of jumps the route a little bit and loses sight of Mitch. Big no no. You got to always Big know, no. you got to always have eyeballs on that dude. Eyes on, 20, and I just think- eyes on 24. And so Mitch saw that and he's like, okay, I'm going to sidestep this a little bit, maybe two, three feet. And Marcus saw it too, because that's just the chemistry mm-hmm. they have. So Marcus mm-hmm. leaves his feet and just flips it back right there, real quick. He mm-hmm. doesn't waste any time getting on the ball. And Kale is like caught in no man's land. And you can see like the oh shit in his eyes. He's like, oh no, I left Mitch way too much yeah. space. That's a yeah. clean catch. Like bang. You know what I'm saying? Like that's ball game. Yeah. I just think it's just so he's really been able to, for the way Marcus plays, like, it's really like they've he's opened up so much of Marcus's game just even in the half court because of the space now like mm. with his range like with the range he's just shown this year like in those deep shots he's hitting and how he's even tonight when he hit one from the literal logo like yeah at the top of the key the like, earring the Matt, Matt Norlander said he hit from the earring the, the pirate earring or whatever. The, the earring yeah. yeah from the earring yeah shout out so he literally is creating more space than any shooter in the country. Mm. It's pretty absurd. Yeah. I mean, it's like, think about that. If you're Marcus, right? Like Mitch, having Mitch on your wing creates so much more space. Like you now have that much, you have more room to operate than most point guards in the country because yeah. you're, his shooting ability, it doesn't matter if he's hot or cold. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, and that's why it's been so good to see him play with the same type of intensity throughout whether he was hitting or not. And like what you were saying earlier, how he was like, 
I guess like that Marquette game where he I he went off or whatever, and mm-hmm. it was he correlated with a loss. It's like I'm glad tonight happens because it's like I guess it's like for him <laughs> to understand to put it blunt more to put it blunt games. to put it blunt. It's like bro, you can go off and it's gonna be a win for us. Don't think you going off means a loss necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like you going off is gonna end up like this a lot of times so yeah more times than not remember yeah. that right yeah you go off like this it's probably a second weekend is what we turn them in at least so yeah just like keep doing yeah. you yeah so yeah. um so. no i totally agree like people are like, like no people are asking me like oh how can he do this every night i'm like what do you what do you mean like how how can i hit the lottery like i don't know like what do you like <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. It's just sometimes he's just got like an extra bounce and I don't even know how to explain it because sometimes I feel like like he's playing smart and then other times he's like, I'm just going to get some up today. And then he starts hitting and it's like once he starts hitting, then he's hunting them all night because he he knows he's on. But I think there's times where if he misses like the first two, he's like, all right, maybe I'll just like, you know, just try to create space for the offense and move around and and set plays up instead mm-hmm. of like trying to be super aggressive with my shot taking and whatnot. So I don't know. It's a tough feel, but man, when he gets heated up, it's special. Like he's, it is special. He's like Kyle Corver, Doug McDermott, Ethan Rogge, Mitch. I, I told, I think I've said it before, but like, if you gave me a uh, five racks, Shreaky. five racks and however many minutes, oh, yeah. out, I'm taking Mitch over all those dudes. Like, Cause I just know over all of who all of them over, Corver, Tolliver, whoa, 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 whoa. All, wait, all. wait, run this. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. Make this when one he clear. Gets heated up. What is it? This? Is like next level great. So you're saying Mitch Ballack's hot streak is the hottest hot streak of yes. any Creighton basketball player in history? I, yeah, I take him over all of it. Oh, how many? Is it, five racks. That's a hot take. Five racks, right? Five racks. Five racks. Put them up. Five racks, put them around the horn. Take, give me all those guys in the gym at their best. So you're saying, like, put up, give me. Give oh, me, no. Okay. Their, give me all, no, their, all t- those guys okay, at their best bet, in their bet, prime. Bet. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'm taking Mitch. Bet. I'm taking Mitch. I, I, and I know why you're saying that, though. I know why you're saying Because I know you, you've seen you've seen the hours he puts in. Yeah. I mean, I've seen him do it. I've seen him. I, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. What was that one? What was that one day? Do you remember? I don't, you probably remember. You're probably in the video losing your damn mind somewhere. But like yep. it was last summer, not not this last summer, but two when he summers hit the, ago. I know what you're talking about. You guys were playing. You guys were doing that one game. Yeah. Was there, like where you go, where you go around the horn, and then you go to the top of the key and try to hit as many as you can in like two minutes, right? Yep. Is yep. that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yep. It, it was Dude hit like 41. The, yeah. It was and he absurd. made like 37 in a row at one point. You know what I'm saying? That's not that's not a human upset. being. I had. I had the record for the first day for like 24 hours, and then he came and took that. He shit. He, he, nuked, he nuked that thing like that Merc was absurd. That shit. I had like I think I had gym, like 20. Man. I think I had like 24 on the first day when uh-huh. I was just like one of the like there. I think there was like four groups. So I was like, we did two groups the first day, and I was like in first place the first day. Was like 24 and then i think it was like immediately the next morning davion had like 27 uh-huh. and then somebody had like 30 and then mitch had like 40 and i was like god damn you know like 
I didn't need to, I need to like get some worse teammates here, man. Get my confidence back up. <laughs> it was fun. It was but like I just I've it seen it. Like he's just when he gets no, heated he, up, it's you okay, can't I, shut it I off. There's you. nothing you can do. He yeah, yeah. He he is a creature of habit, man. He puts his work in. He puts his work in, that's for sure. Um what was I gonna say? Also, like um uh, Marcus too though, like we've talked, we, we kind of got into a little bit of kill, cold blooded killer, cold blooded killer style, but like killer, killer, man, it, I, you know what I killer. felt like? You know what I felt like he was gonna killer. have a really good game. Um, just say, like, just like he came a- out, he came out, and I think he had Mamu on him on a catch. Like uh, it was just like some kind. Of, it was he wasn't in rhythm. Um, he didn't no, have like- a whole lot of space, but the way he kind of like took it and made it, I just felt like all right he's feeling pretty good because that's not a shot a guy takes if he's not feeling pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Cause it wasn't really in the flow of what they were doing. It was, it was mid shot clock. No, it was a three. It was a three ball. Oh, the three it was way oh, early in the three. game. Yeah. And it was like, there was like 12 on the shot clock. So he could have drove and like moved it around and like got something. Going oh, out of it. oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah. but he just decided, he's like, I'm just going to pop this in the dude's eye right now. Like, so yeah. I felt like he's just, I was like, that's when I was like, all right, he's feeling good today because he could have found a way better shot in that possession. And I know he knows that because he's always looking for the best shot. Um, so the fact that he felt like the best shot was right there, that was the pull when he didn't really catch in rhythm, when he wasn't coming off the dribble, when a guy, when a bigger defender was on him and there was a lot of time left on the shot clock, I was like, all right, he's going to be on today and he's going to hit a big one because that's a shot you don't take unless you're feeling it from the start. So. I felt yeah. like that from the jump. No, I thought he was – He, did, I, I thought he was feeling it, but I also thought he did such a – like, tonight you saw, like, he just – do you not like – I mean, I, I play. I played with him. I've always, I've grown up playing with him. Like, yeah, I was going to say, you've been like so, – you, you know Marcus pre-Creighton, Marcus. Like, yeah. Is it do, – do, do, do you – and even, even you, yeah. And even – so, like, do you as a viewer, like, because, I mean, you as a – Creighton, obviously, viewer. Like, don't you like watch him and you're like, yo, this dude will be so fun to play with, like, as a point guard. I mean, he. I don't even think about it. I don't. I don't even think about it as a point guard. I think about it as like. I think about it as like you want when you are when you know you're when you know you're in a league like this and you're gonna be in a lot of like tough battles or whatever. You want a killer on your side. Some guy who's like it doesn't even matter what the other team is saying, what they're doing, how intimidating. No, you want a they dude who would hit the shot that he hit yeah. tonight, like when he pulls up for three. Yeah, you want a dude who's just you know is going to take that shot and believe wholeheartedly and fully that he's going to hit that. Shot. I just know he's like a fighter. I I mean I know he likes fighting, like I know he likes the sport and stuff, but like he embodies just a dude who has no the, yeah he has no quit in him. Yeah, it's so you like the, he's a killer. Yeah, it's you know the, it's the, yeah. It's you want to you want to kill him. It's the resiliency. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that he could be like, and this is a part I'll, I'll even admit, like I, I I definitely did not have this in my like own game, like, and so credit to like, and it's a tough thing to have credit to him. He it's like he's the type who could he could have had been having a awful like offensive game up until that point at the end of the game mm-hmm. when he needed to hit that three and he was probably still gonna hit it because his mindset is just like get back up 
keep getting hit, get back up. Keep getting hit. Yeah. Like he was just like, luckily he was on tonight, but like he was just ready for that shot. He was ready for that moment. Like that's the other thing too. Like I know how much work. I loved it. In. I loved it. I yeah. loved it, yo. And, I, and like a little, and a little inside basketball. Like he, he said, he told me this week he's he put that tonight. This week was one of the first weeks where he put in some extra work in practice because he's feeling pretty good. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know yeah, if he's gonna get mad at me for saying that, but like yeah, yeah. when he's putting in the extra yeah, work, you know that, something. Yo. You know something's gonna no, come man, from that. We not yeah. He lives in the gym. We're not like I'm not yeah. I'm not even trying to make. I mean, seasons are long. We're not gonna act like he like. It's tough. I mean, his body, he's been through a lot. Like, he's, yeah. he's had a few, all these surgeries and everything. So, I'm glad, even just if you're going to drop it, like, I'm just glad he's feeling well. Like, I'm glad he's feeling comfortable. He works out for the squad. So you're just okay. talking. You're just like you're getting lost, and you're like Nirvana right now. Let's jump into questions. Yo, that last that last two minutes, <laughs> that last two minutes was it. I'm telling you, I could see you just bouncing off the walls wherever you were. Just... You know, I would have been crazy. I would have been on. I would have been going crazy. And they give you, you know, how much, you know, how many creative bench celebrations I would have came up with with all oh. the things they get now. <laughs> yeah, dude, I would have been going crazy. So many. All right, let's hop into questions because we got a boatload let's of them. So, uh, let's see. Um, this one's from uh, Jayscrew fan 2 You already kind of answered it, but I just want to tap into it again. So we're gonna redo all yeah, these. Yeah, no, you can go over. You can go over all of them. Um, how do we get Mitch to do that every game? <laughs> no, that's what I said. I'm like, how do, how do you how do you figure out how to hit the lottery? Like, I don't know. Like, he, yeah. he's been he's been effective all year. Like, regardless of if he scores damn near thirty or not, like he's it just is he's finding a way to uh, find hunt shots better and get better shots. So, like, I think he'll hit his stride. He's gonna continue to be effective whether he's scoring 30 or 10 or whatever like he's this Mitch man like yeah he'll be all right no I'm glad you said that because I think I think he played like this against UConn too like it was just in a different way I thought I thought his floor game the effectiveness effectiveness. yeah yes the effectiveness was the same yeah I think like when you watch like the way he set up people to, to get them buckets like that's part of his arsenal too you know he's not just a it's, it was even funny because him coming out of high school, you know, you, you saw the highlights and you knew what he could do. And you're like, yeah, man, he's just a great shooter. Like, but watching him in summer league and in those early workouts you guys were doing as a team, it's like that is a better playmaker than people talk about really. So, I mean, it's not just like Mitch needs to come out and uh, get up 10 threes, find a way to get up 10 threes in however many minutes he plays, or he's a non-factor. You know what I'm saying? It's not like that because nice. – He's just – he's a high-level playmaker. And I think you saw it against yeah. UConn where his floor game was – I mean, just think about these plays. Like, he's got – I think he had two skip passes to that led to corner threes. And then he – you know, that's just him getting he's, the ball. He's, he's getting the ball. He can shoot he that, but he can makes, see that. He's smart because he just makes sure the ball – like, because I had another question, like, even, like, because we're talking about ball sticking within the offense. Like, he's – he's – a uh, term we used to use a lot was like he's a great ball mover like he makes the ball move through the offense like regardless of if like he's attacking or just swinging 
and setting like I was saying those hazard screens, like the slip screens, like in and out, like uh, where he's slipping to try to shoot. Like he's a great ball mover. He moves the ball within the offense. He's always effective in that way. He gets the ball moving. Like he creates offense without having to dribble or having to hunt shots even in that way. And mm. now I think it's just he's been able to find ways to get to his shots and get to his spots to score more. Yeah. And so, like, if he – that's dangerous. Like, the more he figures that out, that's scary. Mm-hmm. That's – yeah. So, like, <laughs> defenses, so, I know it sounds Defenses crazy. won't know what to do. I know it With sounds that, crazy to think Marcus, that. Dame, dog. Denzel, his shots, it's over, bro. <laughs> it's over. Settle down. I'm sorry. Settle down. Me too. But, I mean, I know it sounds crazy to say that I thought he played that way against UConn, too, but I really did think he played the same way against UConn as he did against Seton Hall. He just saw some different type of stuff. He just saw some different yeah. openings tonight on the floor where he's like, yeah. plus he hit his first two. When he hits his first two, you're getting you're getting ten. Like ten threes are going up today. No, because yeah. that's, that's, that's – when he hits two, it's on. So it was just a different type of – it was a different type of impact – but I felt like he came out with the same aggressiveness tonight as he did against UConn, even though he didn't hit yeah. seven threes and scored dang near 30 points against UConn. Like it was just a different, Snapper. it was just a different level Snapper. of aggressive. It was a different level of production, but the aggressiveness was the same. Um, so yeah, I feel like he, I feel like he's, he does it most of the nights. They just don't, it doesn't translate into the statute all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we're getting a lot of Mitch questions already. At least they're good ones this time. I usually get bad Mitch questions. Um, has anybody tracked how many uh tracked Mitch and how many shots he's made from the logo in his career? I'd love to see his percentage from those spots. Like, so uh, I don't know, Rob, just tag Rob. I know, but he, yeah, I don't know how many logo bombs he's hit. Actually, um, I feel like Creighton's record is pretty good when he hits one, though. Because if I'm thinking back to the games where he has pulled from the logo and banged one, you guys, they're all dubs, like they all. So maybe it's like the key to. I even saw like, was the one he hit at last year's pink out, eight twenty four the code. Yeah. One? Oh yeah, that was logo as hell. That, yes. That was on logo. Yeah, that was like right on. It was like it might have been right above it. That's what I mean. Like uh, he Mitchell Ballard, just like, like just prior to uh, prior to Big East play, I think he was like six of fifteen in his career from like thirty plus feet, according to like synergy. So. He's basically a 40%. He's basically 40% from the logo. He's a 40% bomber. Yeah. He's, yeah. Bomber. He gets better the further he goes. The further back he moves, he's more accurate. We actually want him to back up. Yeah. It's weird. It doesn't really make sense. Which is funny because the first one he hit tonight, he, like, towed the line. And I was like, when's the last time you seen Mitch, like, tow the line for a three? Like, yeah. Like he came off that. I was like, it's whoa, that's like, that might have been the first time all year he's hit one from the line. Towing the line, it's like, yeah, that's like a, that's like a two to him. He's like, ah, damn, too close. <laughs> it's like I'm risking, I'm risking shit. Um, April wants to know, can we play Seton Hall every game? Dang, wouldn't that be fun? That'd be, I mean, it would, it'd be fun, but like, <laughs> do we want to do that? I don't know if we'd sustain a whole season. I don't think, I don't, I don't think, Se- I don't think Seton Hall wants to do that. That's for sure. I don't think, I definitely don't think Seton Hall wants to do that. Dude, here's the th- um, here's the thing though. Tonight also- tonight was not shocking if you've watched Seton Hall sports like since Creighton joined the Big East because yeah they do this kind of stuff where they just like piss one away in spectacular fashion in every sport. I'm telling you, it is like a it is like a 
epidemic in that athletics program. I've seen them do it at women's basketball, men's basketball several times, volleyball, soccer, baseball. I mean, baseball has some like epic meltdowns. I mean, no, Seton I Hall is just like known for this stuff. So like when they're up 16 and 10 minutes it. left, I'm just like, buckle up because like, remember that Clemsoning thing that was hot for a minute before they started winning natties? Like Seton Hall's like embraced that now. They took it from Clemson. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like hauling, hauling, like you just all caps it. And it's just like, oh they're, they just have an ability to like, takes a commanding performance and turn it into an absolute nightmare. And then just like, wonder why afterwards and it's like i, I just love it because you're like hold up they're well, up big right yeah. now but there's way too much time left and that's not good for them go good we back but yeah they're just they're just known for meltdowns man i don't know what else to say that's what they, that's what they do you know what i mean they just like i just think they even, I mean, I wish I could have won more on the road. I think I only had one road win at Seton Hall last year. Um, really? Let's see. Um, 16, 17 was your freshman year, right? Uh, so. Actually, no. So we won that one. No, you that lost that one because Kyrie got in foul trouble. Oh, and Maurice yeah. was already hurt. Yep. Like, yep. that was the game where Carrington went for 41. They had, like, 20 free throws yep. or whatever because yep. they yep. kept calling yep. fouls yep. on yep. Kyrie. Yep. Yep. Um, and that was after Maurice got injured, wasn't it? Yeah. At- and then and then you had one where uh, – Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a hard place to win, man. You know, for sure. No, when that place is juiced up, full of fans, yeah, that's hard. Uh, yeah, so I think last year was your chirp. only you one. Wanna, you want to know funny story? Freshman year, they, chirp, they used to chirp me – uh, Kobe and Davion, and they used to be like, I forget what they. Oh no, and Martin, and it was like, like they were chirping us as freshmen. It was like, you don't even play. It was like we were freshmen. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> just like we, damn, we were freshmen, and we, and we were like, and we were like one of the top teams in the country. It was like, we're yeah, we're freshmen on a deep team, right? And like, what do you, what do you, what do you? I just turned eighteen, and there's like NBAers on the floor, like, man. Like, literally, give me, give me a minute. Like, and, and, <laughs> And that's what I'm like, if like, obviously if Kobe stays, like he plays like Martin obviously played a lot, Davion obviously played a lot. Yeah, and I had I did my fair share, so it's like, shut up, <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you guys talking about? <laughs> but Seriously. no, yeah, fun place to play, loved it. Yeah, do you like going to Jersey? Is it like no? Yeah, I was Does gonna say like, do you want to Jersey. No, I wouldn't want to. Has I've been anybody there ever been I've, like, go? I've been there before. I don't want to go back. Um, let's see. I got, I got some cousins there. But that's that's the only reason. I got some family. That's it. Um, why wasn't uh, why wasn't Bryce Aiken in the game late? Um, I know he's not a starter, but he was on fire. I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe maybe defense maybe defensive defensively is the only reason I can think of. I honestly that's, don't. That's I don't know I why they would take. I, him I was out. like maybe defensively. I was like, but offensively, I didn't know it, it, the pace definitely changed offensively. Oh yeah, it changed like. And the, the the like the energy was gone. It was like it could be got it got way more stagnant. Like you were saying, it got like they got like complacent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know because he was the one. He was the one that like sustained that double digit lead for them because that was when he started heating up. Because everybody else, I yeah. felt like had everybody else, I felt like their rhythm had been killed already, yeah. and he was the one keeping them, keeping Creighton away from them because. I felt like Creighton was starting to generate really good shots, and then Bryce would hit like a killer 
he would hit like a killer step back three or he'd get to the rim or and he had a tough shot. Like keeping it. Yeah. Yeah. That was that to me, I was like, dude, Seton Hall is like dudes, the, the ones they rely on right now, they're kind of like, like shut off. That was out of character. That mm-hmm. was so out of character for them. I'm like, yeah, he does when has he done this before? Well, not in that, not in that jersey, but exactly. And so like I was like, when has he done this all season? So like, and you gotta think, and this is at least what I was thinking during the time, because I'm like, Creighton scouting report is like, really? Bryce? Like, and I'm like, no offense, Bryce Aiken, great player. I ain't trying to knock anybody, whatever, but I'm like, Creighton scouting report is Bryce Aiken, is Bryce Aiken gonna beat us tonight? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you would think. I that. mean, he I it, think, for a little bit, for yeah. a little bit, you thought, but look at how it turned out. Like, yeah, that's kind of what maybe I it was on scene. Maybe it's on scene off for not letting him. Like I said before, they kind of do that. Yeah, maybe it's not, but like, Craven was kind of going to just go with it and not. I mean, he already had like, what did he have? He had uh no, yeah. What that's, what I, that's what I'm saying. Let me see. Let me see what he finished with here. All right, hold up. Uh, let's go split box and see where we're at. Yeah, I just looked up the box. I was looking. Yeah, he had 21 on seven to 10 shooting. I mean, yeah, yeah. You're pretty. You basically basically maxed him out. <laughs> what are you gonna? That dude's. He's not yeah, dropping. Him. Yeah, he's not dropping 40 on the Jays. There wasn't. There wasn't. He wasn't like that. And Kale only had two in the second half. He only hit one shot in the whole. He was one for three in the second half. After going off in the first, yeah, I know. I can't wait to go. I can't wait to go back and rewatch. Like I can't wait to go back and rewatch that. I gotta go rewatch this one because this one is gonna be tough. Because especially even now, we're thinking about. I'm like, if you left Bryce Aiken after a little bit longer, this is gonna be a different game. That offense changed. I need to go back to see when Seton Hall's offense really just changed and got super do they scored 54 points in the first half letting crane come back 54 points in the first half which is more than they scored in the whole damn game last time and then they scored half that in the second half that is such a crazy drop off crazy drop off i mean they had three dudes in double figures in the first half and none and none in the second half. yeah that was insane get out of character that's the thing about Creighton because their identity is like, because if you think about like the Villanovas and these teams that are like real established team, like Creighton has yeah. an identity now. Yeah. That is real. That's true. They can lean on that. Sustainable. Yeah. And Mitch outscored Mamu like, and Hall Bryce out of character. in the second Seen half. Seen was out of character. Yep. Oh. And he had four. And he had four fewer shots to do it too. <laughs> what do you have in this? What do you have in the second half? Uh, he had sixteen on six of nine shooting. Nice. Um, hit four threes. Yeah, he was. What did Denzel have? Uh, he had six in the second half. He and DJ both did. Six in the second half. Yeah, and then Marcus had seven. I also thought how many? How many? Re- how many rebounds did Marcus have? I had. Um, for the game, let's see. Um, he had three, three, three boards, three assists, two steals. Yeah, I think the stat that popped out to me the most, though, I guess, obviously, was that assists. 
18 assists for the game was huge. 18, well, 18, 18 assists, yeah, 18 assists on 30 buckets, yeah, yeah. I mean, they hit, and they hit, Jesus, they hit 17 threes. Yeah. <laughs> that just felt like a normal normal day at the office. They hit 17 freaking threes. Good Lord. But that's what I said. I want to look. That's why I'm excited to rewatch this game because yeah. I want to know what the how many – because what was the total? Threes? 17 total? Yep. Yeah, 17. Shot. So, I'm like, <clears throat> I want to know. They probably shot – what do you think? How many do you think they shot during the period in which they were down – from when they were down 16 to when they came back, I can uh, I can I can answer that for you. Hold on a sec. Um, when Creighton was down 16, they were. See, this is why we're the best. This is why I had Scary in the Scrub. We have the best stats department in the <laughs> game. Just want to plug our podcast, Scare and Scrub Sundays. Uh, they, were, they were seven for thir- They were seven for thirteen after they fell down by sixteen, or seven for twelve. Seven for thirteen from, from, from three. So they were seven for seven, seven, seven for twelve from three of the last ten minutes of the game, basically. So that so averages they, out to they put up five. They put up five. Yeah. They put up five threes. I mean, it, I think it kind of. I think if you average it out, it's like oh, yeah. they 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 were on pace to make twenty eight threes if they shot like that for a whole game. If you do it, because like it's seven time is seven in a ten minute stretch times two times two, so yeah, that's twenty eight. Twenty eight makes from that's, three that's is what they. That's what that's what we're getting dangerous with playing the on pace. <laughs> well, it just shows you how hot they were for that last ten because they were like seven threes in ten minutes is a lot. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why during that, that's why I wanted to know during that period how many was. Yeah, they hit they hit seven. They made their last one, two, three. They made five of their last seven in the last four minutes. Seton Hall was up 77, 68, and then Creighton hit five of their next seven threes to 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 win it. It's not right. That's messed that up. Right that's that's a three a minute right there. So that's on pace for 43s right there. Sounds very <laughs> Mitchell Ballack, Marcus Zagorowski of Korea. Jordan had to guard that like every day. <laughs> what do you want to – Yo, I, we, I thought we were going to go on basketball and Nirvana. <laughs> like, you're going to bring up like shitty memories of me. Well, hey, you're all team. like – you're all on the same – at the end of the day, it's the same team. But, I mean, you had to guard that. <laughs> you're all good. Yeah, and do you know how – do you know how annoying that shit was? Like, though, like, in imagine, like, so Mitch had, what, 29 night, right? Like, and yeah. on these draw plays where he, he he comes off for these threes, like, you know how many times you practice that where it's like you just run it over and over again until yeah. it just hits it? Yeah. It's like even – I played great defense <laughs> the first two tries, but it's like, no. Even, even, even when – you played very defense, Jordan, for the first two times. Uh-huh. We're just literally going to run this play until he hits it. I mean, here's the thing, though. We're not being totally honest because there's they spend a lot of oh, time yes, in the practice where they let Jordan be like Miles Power, Marcus Howard for like 25 minutes, and that's hard for the defense because Jordan gets to go off a little bit. Okay. And Jordan, then they have to get Jordan. They, they have to get Jordan back for like 15 minutes they where they're like, on, we're okay, just gonna run a bunch hey, of plays at double in, double. But they was focused on double teaming me. <laughs> you know what? A lot of the time, I had a lot That's of true. defenders, and so they was like, "That's a bad shot," and I knew it was a bad shot. But still, I'm trying to emulate. It's like you got to <laughs> learn 
how to get good at making bad shots. That just yeah. makes you a good player. Uh, <laughs> logic's all off, but. And he had to get that up against Tyshawn in his last year, and that wasn't any fun. So, yeah. No. The trophy was that the was the part. number one. That was the real yeah. At, when we split that truck, that's when I was like, I was like, the fact that we can sit here right now with this video <laughs> showing, yeah. I'm so happy you guarded. I got to guard you every day. Yeah, cold <laughs> man, Tyshawn, hardest dude I ever tried to score on. Oh yeah, there's he was he that's was ridiculous. Um, that's let's see where we at now. Yeah, give me mm. how many more questions we got. Oh, who's two? Oh, yeah, we got a few. I'm just going. I'm slow playing. I'm sorry. Who's tonight's unsung hero? Yeah, unsung hero. Yeah, for unsung hero. I guess it's like I mean I, I don't know what unsung would mean because like Mitch had 29, so I don't know. I don't that's think not an unsung. unsung hero. Yeah, that's yeah. That's I, I, the I, I, yeah, unsung is like, like a guy that you probably it's probably not in your first two guesses for like why like, they won, the, but is like the biggest preseason. Player of the year. Like, oh yeah, he can be in that song. Yeah, he can be. See, yeah, this is about one game. It's just one game. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I guess that's, with that. Yeah, that, 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 that's the guy. So Marcus is why? Yeah. What's your logic? I just think that shot was big. I think that, that you don't win that game unless you have a dude that's like you. Okay. I'm gonna make that. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. And and even if he doesn't hit that or even whatever, I just think you don't win that game if you don't have a dude with like your point guard. Don't have that kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have that kind of command over a team and being able to control the game. Okay. Uh, logic is sound. Um. I'm gonna go with. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Give I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Denzel. Um, Ooh, good one. Cause here's let me let me, do, let me just double check real quick. Cause uh, yeah, man, I could go Denzel or DJ, like six points between the two of them, twelve points, yep. nine boards, two assists in the second half. But I like so the reason I'm going Denzel, I, I honestly could have gone with DJ either too. Um, I'm going with Denzel because I felt like Creighton was not doing a super great job on the glass and it was kind of giving Seton Hall enough opportunities to just keep the lead comfortable. It wasn't, it wasn't, they weren't blowing them out anymore, but they had a couple like little second chance opportunities that let them keep the game at seven or nine or eight or whatever it was. And it's like, that's, that kind of stuff adds up if you keep letting it happen. So I thought Denzel had a couple humongous defensive boards when Mm -hmm. it got into that two possession area. And it's like, you need to get a stop so they can come, so you can come down and hit a bucket and get the lead. I thought Denzel Hay came up with even in that last minutes. two minutes. Yeah. Even in that last two minutes. Because I... so Denzel had seven rebounds. Dame had five. Uh, yeah, I think that's how it went. Yep. Sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I thought I thought Denzel had some yeah, monstrous like, ones down the stretch. Denzel had some huge, huge in the last two minutes. He had some huge ones. Yeah, huge ones. I thought, if, and especially if he hit to, he had I think he had two two free throws late even to like really just seal the game, and he missed the first one on the I think it was the one one. Yeah, yeah, he hits that too. It's a we're not even like. Talking about this game as close as we are. In that's now. crazy too, right? <laughs> Creighton could have like won it easily. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, no, I just thought. Yeah, when I'm looking at it, I'm like, well, Mitch is not an unsung hero because he was the star of the game. 
Marcus hit a big shot. I can I can I can see the logic behind that. Um, but I just felt like I'm trying to think of like plays that don't register with you all the time that like changed either Seton Hall's ability to finish it, Creighton's ability to stay in it kind of thing. I thought Denzel on the defensive glass was huge because if he doesn't come up with those balls, huge. That's you know, if Seton Hall keeps that thing at five, Marcus and Mitch, those shots don't tie it or give you guys a lead. It just it stays yeah, yeah it's yeah. still playing an uphill battle, you know. Yeah. So yeah, my, my uh, so Jordan had Marcus, um, killer Marcus, and uh, I had Denzel. Killer. Killer. Uh, Jacob Badilla, our killer. guy Jacob Badilla. Uh, he wants to know what do you think of the decision to switch to zone? How big of a, how big a part of the comeback was that adjustment? So like I, I'm gonna I I'm this is where I'm gonna sound like I'm talking on my butt a little bit because my internet went out, so I didn't really see how much the zone through Seton Hall offers is how much they just miss shots. So I don't really have a grasp on that. So I'll just, I'll lean on you for this one. That one. I just think, I think when we, they first switched out to it, uh, like it threw them off a little bit. I thought it was a good change of pace. Like I thought it was a good, I mean, I don't know if I necessarily like agree with it at the time, but I, I, I think it, I, it worked out. So I, I, I think we're saying, like, it's fine. I don't know if it would have been different because that's when the substitute – I think there were substitutions that happened. That's another one I think I just will have to go back and look at too mm-hmm. just because there were substitutions that happened. I can't pin it all on the zone. I think the lineups in the zone had a lot to do with it too, mm-hmm. especially, like, Bryce wasn't in – Bryce got subbed out when the zone when they went to the zone. And I don't know – I have to look now – now I'm interested because I don't know if this, the zone was like, and I'm interested to know if the zone was like a predetermined thing by Creighton or it were, if it was a reactionary thing. Oh, it was definitely like, reactionary. Like, oh, it was reactionary. Max they, said it, Max said in the post game, he's like, Oh, he did? Yeah. yeah he, said, he said I'm nothing not was working. Either. So we were either, the zone was either going to help us get back in it or we were going to get our doors blown off and that was going to be it. But we were, basically, oh, okay, okay. It was basically out of answers at that point. So the zone was the last ditch effort. Okay, 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 yeah, okay. So now that changes. Well, yeah, then I guess it was. Yeah, I guess it's like I, I just don't know how. Answer. Yeah, it was good. Because I've seen guys. Yeah, I've seen. I gotta, I've seen teams, I gotta go rewatch that one. Yeah, I've seen teams. I've seen teams throw zone at you guys, and it's allowed them to beat you, but it really wasn't yeah. the reason because you guys still got good shots against it. Yeah. It's just like it throws. It just kills the rhythm a little bit and the pace. Yeah, so yeah. even though the shots are like good looks, they're coming differently. And I think that's just enough to yeah. throw an offense out of sync when they're on. Um, so I don't really know it, how much the zone played a factor in until I go back and rewatch it. Cause uh, I had some interruptions in my yeah. broadcast tonight. So I, I guess. Uh, let's see. Okay. It seems like it worked out. So child, that's all. I'm glad they work on it. Uh, they- Okay, um, Nicholas Winninger has uh, an Antoine Jones critique. So, um, Antoine Jones had a horrific series in the first yeah, half of bad defense, ill taken shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was notable he didn't come back in the rest of the game. What does his role need to be on this team? Um, you know, it's like I don't know. Like sometimes, I mean, some nights you just don't have it. So. We're, we judge the role players a little bit unfairly because if they're off, it's more noticeable. Um, 
Like I thought Alex made some good plays tonight. So I thought he had a good game overall. Same with Sharif. Um, Antoine, mm-hmm. it's tough because I, I felt like Sharif he did. Oh, I thought Sharif also had a great, uh, decent, uh, good game overall. Yeah. And then like Antoine, I thought had a tough game, but he's also not, you know, in a whole lot of time. So it's easy. It magnifies if he's good or bad based on how little the sample, how small the sample size is when it happens. So, I mean, I think we've seen the good and the bad with him so far. The tough thing with him is like he's playing a reserve role. So it's hard to get yourself um, like into a consistent performance because you're not playing a consistent type of role. Like, Guys who are starters and who are playing like 30 plus minutes a game, they can have stretches where they don't play well for five to 10 minutes and then they can override it with a 20 to 25. That's really good. Like Anton doesn't really get that opportunity. So when he plays poorly for a five minute stretch, that's all you remember. And that just comes with playing the reserve role. So, I mean, that's, it's, it's a little bit tough because the sample size with him is small. I just think it's, it's going to be game to game, but I think there's still enough good there that you can trust him to be part of that rotation as long as he's had a good week of practice and he seems like he's his attention to detail was good during the week and you can trust him to go out there and execute what you're trying to do. So that's that's all a part of it. Um, I don't know how much he I should just, analyze I, his game to game. I, I I just thought that he was he's he's in a reserve role and he is a player who thrives off of like being comfortable and being able to dictate in an offense so like even as we've seen his best games have been when he's had the opportunity to get in a groove at home like in Omaha and so like for a road game and like especially at Seton Hall it's like you either need to be a spark immediately or like impact like you have to be impacting the game immediately when getting in on the road much differently than you have to at home Mm -hmm. where you dictate a little bit more and I think, like, he, like you said, I don't think he's the kind of player you can uh, base your analysis of him off game to game right now, especially in what his role is. So, like, I think he he just he brings a lot to the table, and he's gonna have games where he's plays a big role and doesn't. And I don't think like tonight's like an indication of what he is to this team and like all that. I think it's just the difference between being in, like having impact immediately and being a guy who needs to just get comfortable. Yeah. I mean, let's not forget it wasn't that long ago where they won the Xavier game because of him. So, exactly. I mean, he had like, they had like, what, what was that? 18, 18 something run they had in the first half and he had 16 of those himself. Exactly. So, you know, just, uh, or a country, he either scored or assisted on 16 of those. So there's a, uh, that's the thing about guys in reserve roles when the when the samples are small. Like you can remember moments where they don't play well, but you're also going to need them to help you win a game. You're not where that where like one or two of the main starters doesn't have it that night, yeah. and uh, yeah. and you'll get that contribution off the bench. That just kind of comes with it. So I wouldn't um, I wouldn't reach any conclusions on him yet. You know what I mean? Like it's still early for him. Yeah, the sample size is too. And he's a baller too. Like I've seen I've seen practices where like. It's just you can't, like last year, like they couldn't stop him. So, um, it's in there. Yeah. Um, Aaron Buell wants to know, what do you think, Mitch and Kevin Willard talked about the whole game? Um, and also, do Creighton fans 
have to live with being out rebounded or can that be fixed? I don't know. I think I don't know. I don't think that, I think I thought Mitch and Willard were just like joking with each other. I didn't see anything like nefarious or anything like that. But yeah, I did too. I just thought I Willard do. probably told him to stop shooting from the damn logo or something like that. It's like, hey man, don't yeah, be so dis- don't be so disrespectful with your threes. Yeah, don't don't just pull up from anywhere. Ha ha! It was one of those like <laughs> fake. It's one of those jokes you got to fake laugh at. Because yeah, they're trying to give you a like false sense of security so you don't play as hard. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to like uh, what 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 is it called? They're trying to uh, <laughs> kill you with kindness. Uh, like reverse, use reverse, you know, reverse psychology. Like yeah, let you out, like give you. Oh yeah, like don't don't. Uh, it's like I'm going to. Like that's literally my plan. Yeah. So don't act like I'm not. <laughs> oh. My goal in life to give you nightmares from where I'm pulling from. I want you to name this court after me. I'm going to hit threes from everywhere on this court. You're going to name it after me when I'm done. <clears throat> um, so the rebounding thing. So, yeah. You have no choice. The rebounding yeah. thing is uh, – I mean, I don't think – Especially now with Ryan. Ryan. I don't think anyone's out rebounding a year. Let them get a year under – yeah, I don't know. I think the rebounding thing has always been – it was a struggle for at least as long as I was there, but I don't think it's as bad of an indicator as, like, we make it out to be. I think the rebounds, like – I think in a game like tonight, like, it even shows, like, how being out-rebounded is kind of like – and it's never like – I don't know. I, just, I, I, don't, I don't think that – the rebounding and wins, at least in my experience, correlate too closely to each other. Please. Yeah, please I mean, that's kind of what you guys – I mean, you guys want to be better. Please fight me on this. I mean, <laughs> they, you want to be better. You want to be better. They don't want to get. They like, don't want to give up every time and give up layups, but it's hard because so if you're giving many up – We've won so many games we lost the rebounding battle in. And how do I know? Because it was like there was games where it was like, yeah, we, we're probably going to win this game, but if we lose this rebounding battle, we're going to have practice tomorrow. <laughs> and we had practice all those days. So yeah. I was like, uh, but, but there's still we won. At least yeah. we won. It was a positive practice. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a losing practice. Yeah, I don't know. I just still think it's about what type of shots you give up. So the thing with Creighton's defense is like these guys have been together so long. And they've been a bad rebounding team for so long that they kind of just understand sometimes teams are going to get two shots on us in a possession and we just got to make sure they're bad shots every time. So like, that's why Creighton's second shot defense is really good. Cause if you just look at offensive rebounds to second chance points, they're usually kind of like always under a point for possession, which is really, really good when you're giving up offensive boards to that degree. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you're going to be one of the worst defensive rebounding teams in the conference, you at least want to be the toughest team to score on at the same time. So there's like a little give and take there. Creighton knows that from a size standpoint, they're not always going to be able to come up with that That's where I'm like, it's a false. Yeah, it doesn't tell the whole story. Yeah, like UConn, UConn last last game Saturday, they grabbed like everything they missed practically and still didn't score anything. It's like you still got to put the ball in the bucket. It doesn't matter how many times you rebound it. Yeah. Um, 
that's like a little that's like new age analytics right there like offensive rebounds are killing us like yeah but they're also not scoring still that's what i'm saying i'm like i thought it was really bad my early on and then i was like wait but we win in a lot of these games right you're like losing this rebounding battle too so why am i getting so stressed about rebounds (laughs) if we like jordan scurry here for rebounding meh rebounding is meh no 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 no. man what (laughs) Rebounding was one of the best things I could do. I was like a football player. I was like a 6'2 Dennis Rodman. Come on. People might not know you can punch too. You need to like you need to dunk more in college. You didn't dunk enough in war. You didn't dunk enough in warm-ups to let people know you had those that kind of balance. What? No, I used to have days I was having. Yeah, but you would always do your like crazy dunk with like 35 minutes left on the warm-up clock. Like no one's in that arena yet. They're a late arriving crowd. True. You need to like dunk one, like you know how like when Ty tries to get up a last three before he runs to the huddle. Yep. Like you need to punch one before you run to the huddle, so everybody knows That's that dude's hard. got that stay, dude's got balance. Stay warm. I gotta stay warm for a long time. <laughs> I have to stay warm for a long. That's a long time before the, and then I sit out, and then imagine being like you get warm enough to like play a full game, and then you go sit out for forty minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's a different, it's a different. <laughs> uh, Joseph Faber, our epidemiologist guy from Yale, who we need to have on the show. Um, yes, sir. Shout out to Joseph uh, for fighting this, fighting this crazy virus. Um, he wants to know: Is refereeing equally bad across college basketball this year, or is it just the Creighton games that have been horrifically called? No, it's pretty bad across the whole sport. Sorry, there's not any like. There's not any like a team crew out there waiting to save the day. Unfortunately, they're pretty bad. See, I, I thought that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you had that take too, because I, I thought you might just refund some of the Big East refs. But I agree. Well, I mean, the Big East refs needs to be hung out to dry too, but it's all over the place. Like, I, I watched Texas Oklahoma think, last night. Texas Oklahoma was horrible down the stretch. It was like, what are these refs doing, yeah. man? Like, it's just yeah. all over the place. I think college basketball, like the refs, are starting to. We're seeing more that the refs are starting to dictate, like in certain situations, at least, and especially with Creighton in the games. Like, I'm going to just bring it back to it and I'm going to address it. Mm-hmm. I just think in these games that are like uh, that they want to make competitive for Creighton, they call it that way. Oh, that's right. That's your theory on. Yeah, I remember. I'll stand by that. You're just like, if they want it to be a game, they can make it a game, essentially, mm-hmm. even though one team's Because they're like, oh, Creighton's playing a physical team. Because it's like, if you call the game, like, if you call the Big East the way they call NBA games every night, Creighton wins every time. Ooh. Yeah, you might be right. Like, who who plays that style in, the, in college basketball? Yeah. yeah. Maybe Gonzaga a little bit. Like, Gonzaga. Gonzaga for Creighton. sure. Gonzaga I don't even. I don't even know if Butler. I don't even know if Baylor plays that not, way. Not Baylor. No, 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 no. Yeah, Baylor can get away. Baylor. If you let Baylor be physical, like oh. they'll still be. They'll beat the. Yeah. 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 If you yeah, let Baylor yeah, be physical, they'll beat you by yeah, thirty or forty because yeah, yeah, that's the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See what I mean? Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. So like, I don't know. Yeah, that's I think a good, Creighton that's though. A good like, point. if you give Creighton Steph Curry rules, like NBA Steph, Curry, if you call Creighton like the Warriors. No moving screens, hand checks, all like, oh. yeah, okay. All right, yeah, I think that's... What, you can't hand check Marcus? No hand checks, no moving screens. No hand check Marcus, Marcus going for 
30, 40, <laughs> 30, 40, easy. Yeah, he'd have, 30, he'd, have like, 30, he'd have 30 on UConn for sure because he'd be living at the line. For sure. Yeah. Because they were all up, hand-checking, all up every time they hit his hip, whoop, whistle, mm-hmm, boom. Mm-hmm. He'd have 15 from the line. <laughs> he'd have 30, 40. 30, 40. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, Brian, uh, Brian wants to know thoughts on the times the ball sticks too much. Just seems like there's a lot more half court dribbling than usual. Um, is it just a matter of getting more comfortable when the bench players are in the game? See, this one, I like, yeah, this is a good question. I, I don't know. I like, I think there's like lineups that definitely attack better than others. Like, I guess, like, uh, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I also, yeah, that makes sense. This is a tough one. Like, but I, I just also didn't think the ball stuck at any point tonight. Like, I thought, I thought, like, they did a really good – and and I think with this team, like, they're really – they're also really good in the half court. And we saw that, like, late down the stretch. Even like we were saying, like, that late – that ball screen that opened up Marcus to hit that three, like, he looked pretty comfortable on that, no? Like, mm-hmm. that's a half court – that's a half court play. Mm-hmm. Like that looked like something that they wanted. That looked like something that they should like get after. Like, <laughs> like so. I so I'm like I don't know. Like it, as a half court team, that if if that's that if that's the half court team that they are, and that's the play. Like, why is that a problem? And I don't. I I, I don't know. I don't think the ball stuck necessarily. Yeah, you know I, what? I, I thought they were. I thought they were decisive. I thought they mm-hmm. pick and choose. I think maybe there was times they weren't to as fast paced as normal mm-hmm. but thought it was effective yeah i think the one thing with uh maybe tonight why it would look like the ball is sticking in one guy's hands and they're dribbling to make a play was because like seton hall likes to face guard a lot you know what i mean they like to like true they, true. they gotta have they like to have eyes on reason, guys for all whatever the time. reason it is too it's random it's kind of mm-hmm. random but especially with mitch they like don't they want eyes on him at all times so it's like they they switch everything. They face guard. Yeah. So when you get a defense that switches a lot and face guards like that, you have to make dribble plays. You have to yeah. get into the paint with the dribble. Yeah. You have to get to your spots with the dribble. So yeah, it probably looks like Creighton's not running good offense, but it's 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 reading the defense and do you know kind of like taking what they give you. Like, look, I'm not going to get free off this ball screen here because they're going to switch it. So I got to just kind of like couple crossovers, rock them to sleep, get to a spot and see what happens from there, what I can make the defense do from there and then read it. Um, so while it looks like they're over dribbling, it just depends on how the defense is guarding them. If they're, if they're switching a lot and they're face guarding, you have to make dribble plays. Otherwise you're going to get, all you can do is swing the ball around and no one's going to get inside the three point arc. You know, the jack one up at the, at the shot clock. So you got, you got to make dribble plays sometimes. So it's not always bad if the ball isn't moving Sometimes the defense isn't letting the ball move and you have to get into the teeth of it and force a rotation before it can start mm-hmm. popping around. Um, this is our last question for the night. Danny Sullivan wants to know, uh, wouldn't you think Mamu would be the perfect player to pick apart a zone? I was surprised they didn't get him the ball in the high post more. And how awful is Hulu when you try to pause, rewind a live event? Um, so the first question, again, I didn't see much of the zone. Uh, I have to go back and rewatch. I apologize, Danny. I can't really tap into that yet. So I'm going to lead on Jordan again here 
for Mamu being the zone buster, like, what do you think? Like, what, why wasn't he able to do, to do it tonight? Well, I think that it was just – I don't know. I think I might even have to go back myself and watch. I don't even think they utilized him much, at least from what I remember, at the high post, even from attack. And I think mm-hmm. the two possessions that I can remember, at least, from the zone where he was even at least effective and caught it were from the wing and corner. Mm-hmm. And I think he hit one – he had a three and one in one of them, one spot. Okay. But uh, I don't – yeah, I think and that might have been his only bucket, and that's the only reason I remember. But I'm not I'm not quite sure. I don't think they utilized him as a passer in that zone as much as they could have, should have. But I'll have to go back and watch. So I'm not, Well, I mean, Creighton hasn't played sure. zone all year, so maybe Seton Hall didn't even have, like, anything ready yeah. for him, Right? Is that part of it too, maybe? Yeah. I, I don't know. I just – I don't want to misspeak because I'm just like – I don't remember him even catching it, like – Cause that makes sense. Like for him, he would he would be a pretty good yeah. Like just high post threat, like, like catch and turn and shoot it there, be able to be effective. I just can't remember any possessions that we did. Yeah, him or Jared Roden would be perfect be zone off. busters. I remember Roden catching it at the high post mm-hmm. one time and trying to drive Denzel pull up, didn't hit a lot. Like even at the end of the game when they played man, but like yeah, I have to go. I gotta go. Yeah, Jared Roden would be my – I would put Roden there first because he's the mid-range. I think that's he's, what they did. Yeah, See, yeah. I think that's what they did. Yeah, so maybe it's just I think – I think honestly, I think Roden would be the better zone buster of the two because he can hit that mid-range yeah. shot. So, yeah. 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 I think so. that's where they set him up. So, okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, um, we'll, get, we'll check that one back. Yeah, we'll tap in on that one on Sunday if we see something yeah. for you, Danny. Um, And how often was Hulu when you tried to pause or – Dude, man, like I have some – wars to fight with hulu like i don't know if i told you this but like this summer watching nba playoffs in the bubble dude tnt every time it went to a commercial for tnt it like froze the whole broadcast you had to like reset the whole thing and like start back in i was like god damn hulu get that figured out so tonight it was funny because it was just like coinciding with creighton's comeback it was like internet went out streaming kills i know had to go downstairs reset the whole thing came back up they were down by nine and i'm like oh dang they cut that lead in half already okay Come back in, hop on Hulu. Um, I think Marcus hit like a Marcus hit a, a three, or he got to the free throw line on one of the two. And yep. I was like, okay, this is a game again. This is interesting or whatever. And I think Seton Hall kept it around eight or nine. And then Hulu, for some reason, like reset itself all the way to the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. Like they had the Jeep logo come in, like the hype mm-hmm. show and all that. I'm like, what the? So I had to fast forward like times 32 that thing all the way through everything. And by the time I got back, by the time I got back, it was a three-point game. I was like, all right, well, it's basically a ball game now. I don't know how all that happened, but yeah. And the rest was history. Yeah, so we'll have some good good, uh, rewatchable on Sunday. Yeah, for sure. I got moments. Yeah, I missed that whole second half. This is another Scary in the Scrub plug. Scary in the Scrub. Mondays usually we recorded on Sundays. It's dope shit. We talk dope crazy, shit. Crazy, yeah. crazy shit. It's and awesome. we don't and we don't and we don't stay in our me lane. And Matt actually talk uncensored, ridiculous shit about things we probably shouldn't be talking about, but we are because we can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tune in. Scar in the scrub. That's right. So yeah, thanks for tapping in, everybody. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for your feedback and questions. Um, you can find this on whiteandbluereview.com and then we'll have it on iTunes. 
um, and then tune in on. Yeah. And then Sunday, we might have an awesome guest for you. We're working on that. Uh, something mm-hmm. I think you'll all like. Uh, yep, yep. And But yeah, new episode of Scurry and the Scrub will drop Monday. So if you haven't checked out episode six now, make sure you subscribe yeah. to iTunes, subscribe to YouTube, the YouTube page on White and Blue Review. So you get all that when it goes down. Um, another good episode, all encompassing subjects. We called out Brady for being the goat, and then he went and did some goat shit. And now he's in the Super Bowl again. So you know how it is, just living the goat life. Um, you called it. We called it. We definitely did. Yeah, just believe in your goats, people, and good things will happen. And we have it documented now. It's just so great. Like now we can go back. We have concrete evidence of when yeah. we called this shit. So now it's not like, oh, that conversation we had a year ago. It's like, yo, Scurry in the Scrub, episode three. <laughs> we called it. So, All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning tune in. in. Jordan, thanks for uh, staying up late to break it down and uh, yeah, come down off your high. From you had to, be, you had to have been lit when that thing went off. So, I thanks for cooling off for a second and analyzing, doing, get back in your celebration mode. Go drink some beer. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. I'll get some. Shout out Bud Light. Please sponsor me. Yeah, Bud Light. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, later, everybody.